podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This is A View From The Bridge, official podcast of the Belfast Giants for KingdomOfTheGiants.com. Today's Tuesday, the 6th of March, 2018. You can tell I'm a little bit excited. My name's Patrick Smith. What on earth are we going to talk about? Oh yes, your Belfast Giants are the Elite League Challenge Cup champions of 2018 after a magnificent victory in Ice Arena Wales over the Cardiff Devils. Mr. McJimsey, how are you? Very well, Patrick. And Mr. Kitchen, how are you? I'm okay now, I mate. I sort of died yesterday for quite a while, but uh, my throat, I'll try and do my best to, to bottom way through this, but it uh, was an absolutely fantastic weekend. You can hear the croak in your voice. Let's get stuck in, boys. The Belfast Giants were up against it, not just with the fact that the game was in Ice Arena Wales, not just with the fact that the travel disruption, not just with the fact that it was against the league champions, but it was also a championship game. But on the wings of a tail army... They went to war together and they were able to slay the dragon. It is the reigning Challenge Cup champions, the reigning Elite League champions and the team on the verge of securing their second title in two years, the Cardiff Devils, against the Belfast Giants, a team who are lucky to put the exclamation mark mark on their new era, with their new coach, with their new identity. It is the two best teams in the Elite League, head-to-head, in the first showpiece final of the Elite League season. Apart from either competitor, there is Bentavolio now, comes over the blue line and Kurtz for Mason, it's like, okay, it's right out in front, it's there! First blitz of the Cardiff Devils, and it's Lane Ulmer! That leaves Benedict with his own skating lane to come into. Benedict across, and it's there! It goes right through bounds! And the Giants, who have started this second period so well, tie it up, it's one apiece! Fournier. Fournier shoots and scores! They retake the lead straight away! It's Fournier on the power play! Tried to find Reddick who was coming in late and can't, but it's fallen! What a save by Whistle! What another save by Whistle! There's about three saves in there from Jackson Whistle! Uses it down to Saviano with a chance back to it's another equaliser for the Giants! It's there! It's gone straight through from Furland! There's got to be a review! My kick! Oh, Hallas has gone to the, the phone! He's going to have a look at it, but for now, 
It looks like Berlin has put the Giants in the lead. They're asking about Kurtz being in the threes. I just thought he did a great job beating out Reddick to the front of the net. Like on the ground. Really engrossing game. Great game. Oh, here we go at the bench. We got now Rutherford and Bendavolio. Bounds has taken real exception to the hit on him earlier on. Myers is trying to shepherd him away from it. And Bendavolio wasn't going to allow his goalie to take that battle on. The Belfast Giants are under the skin of the Cardiff Devils. Jochen Sinister! Checked in front from Matto! Oh, it's turned over for Murphy! And it's there! Darcy Murphy gives the Giants a three-goal lead! It's do or die for the Cardiff Devils. Fournier shoots, it's right out in front. It's there! Morissette bats it home! Is there life in this game yet? Saviano, what a stop by Hotham! Again, the Giants have a chance, and this time they make no mistake, and they restore their three-goal lead. But it's academic now. Time ticks down, and there it is—the official confirmation that Adam Keith and his Belfast Giants team are the 2018 Challenge Cup champions. The player Riley, the captain of the Belfast Giants, he takes his photo and then he officially marks the start of the Keefe era with success. The Belfast Giants were imperious tonight and they are the Challenge Cup champions of 2018. A player Riley goes to share it with his excellent set of fans. What a weekend. Right, we'll start off. Actually, just say there was supposed to be a game on Saturday night, as you know, against the Milton Keynes Lightning. That was postponed due to the fact that the Milton Keynes Lightning could not travel from, I guess, I think they were flying out of Birmingham. Anyway, the flight got cancelled. The game has been postponed. We don't have details as to when that game's going to be, but when we do get it, we'll bring it to you. So we will fire straight ahead to Sunday night's action against the Cardiff Devils in Ice Arena, Wales, where the Belfast Giants skated out with the trophy 6-3 the goal scorers well the first goal was scored by Liam Omer in the first period after under three well under three minutes but into the second period and Brandon Benedict goes coast to coast picks up the puck from behind his own goal line and goes all the way into the zone and fires it past Ben Bounds to level the scoring the Cardiff Devils go ahead again through Gleason Fournier on a power play before John Kurtz on a pass from Steve Saviano puts the Giants level again and then Jonathan Furland with a fantastic finish Puts the Giants ahead into the third period. Matt Toe, who we'll hear from later in the show, gets what would be the game-winning goal before Darcy Murphy, unassisted, scores another. Jake Morissette gives the hometown hope on the power play, but Jonathan Furland, who seems to score a lot of empty netters these days, seals the win and brings the trophy home for the Belfast Giants. In nets, Ben Bounds, 24 shots, 19 saves. Jackson Whistle, 30 shots, 27 saves. And your referees on the night were Michael Hicks and Pavel Hallis. Mr. Majemsey, um seven days ago, we had a tough game in Ice Arena, Wales. Uh, 
you can say all you want about this being a you know the Belfast Giants being set up as the as the home team in this game. It was not a home game. It was a very difficult position for the Giants to go into. And having looked at what we had seven days ago, the Giants pulled it out of the bag. Um, it certainly wasn't a home game. Um, I think we we talked on our own little WhatsApp group the other day about you know home dressing room, home advantage of the crowd. What was it? Simon said nine to one. I think there was three thousand and about three hundred of them Giants fans who who made themselves heard. Fantastic, but you know, home TV show, home anthem, all those things that they get a crowd buzzing. You know, and their their little video, which bizarrely had a dig at the Steelers. But um, let's 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 talk about that briefly. That 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 introduction video because obviously it was it's been talked about. Sorry to interrupt you there, but it's obviously been talked about quite a bit since then. And for those that haven't seen it yet, I'm I'm, I'm not sure if Paul Sullivan will put it online. But uh, a lot of people have been talking about how it started off by saying the champions have various you know traits. They they keep their cool. They show they have dignity. They show respect. Uh, but ironically, having said it, it that. That they show respect. Uh, it ends with the line, "We slay tonight. We slay giants." Um, your thoughts? Did they play uh, the the giants little video beforehand, or was it just the devils? Yes, video they, they, they played the giants normal normal giants normal entrance video. Okay. Yes, um, just bizarre, and, and it probably had the opposite. Well, it probably didn't have a massive effect, but there's probably a few players took it under their notice and decided, you know, that that's going to give me a little extra kick, but. You know, it's one of those things. I th- I thought the Giants should have been second on the ice as as the home team, but it was just all set up. It was a home a home venue, home fixture, and fortunately for us, we've managed to to, to kick out there. And you know, let Simon talk more about the video. Well, Simon, the uh, yeah, they, they did play the Giants video, the one that's played every um, game at the SSA Arena, uh, and then they played this uh, unique video for the uh, Cardiff Devils and and. You know that certainly, as Adam, you know, would say, if that fires up your team uh, to push on and win a championship, which obviously didn't because it backfired on them. But uh, you know, they were supposed to be the first team out. I mean, I to believe it was changed right at the last minute, and the Giants were were basically out first. And that's the bit that for me, um, as a player, if I was on the ice and I seen that video and that team uh, or or the whoever was made the video was was basically having a go at, at me and my teammates. If it's definitely put a wee bit more fire in my belly. Not that we needed it because, you know, I, I know what we went through last week to get to uh, the point of, of, is the game going to happen? Is it not going to happen? Are the fight's going to be cancelled? I know exactly uh, what the players have been through um, to get to Cardiff on Sunday. But I thought the, the video itself was, you know, yes, you know, the Cardiff Devils, we know how good a team they are, but I thought it was arrogant. I genuinely thought it was arrogant. I thought some of the, the quotes that they made in the video itself um, were uh, were disrespectful, to be honest. And and um, I'm, it, I'm it so also, glad. It, it also showed the, uh, the the incident last season with Derek Walser skating around to the anthems <laughs> and saying, you know, uh, champions show respect and then having a dig at him. It just seemed... It's like Paul. Paul does some great work for the Cardiff Devils. Does some great, uh, some great videos, and uh, he always, always, always uses that that clip of uh, Andrew Lord looking moody on the blue line before a game. But just if you go through some of his videos, it's always in there. It was in this one within about three seconds. But he does some fantastic work. But this, I think, was just a little bit beyond the pale for me. Now, maybe if they had won the game, it would have been taken differently. But this was, was just a little bit beyond. 
Yeah, I agree, Paddy. And again, you know, Sully's a good lad, and, and as I say, he's, well, he's done some great videos for them. Um, you know, we, we could have went out and done something similar, but we're not like that. You know, we no. we basically did exactly what we were going to do. We, you know, we we put the the bits and pieces together. We did a motivational video for the fans. Um, Mark Morrison put something together. Belfast, uh, you know, Belfast, and uh, <laughs> you know, he put that together for um the fans leading up to that event. You know, so it's it's one of those things where. As I say, I'm, I'm glad it didn't work out in their favour. If they had won it, then yeah, they could have said, you know, that fired us up and that did this and that did that. But it obviously didn't. And, um, you know, to, to come out the other end of it and, and be there when the video was being shown. And I mean, I was sitting beside Glover at the time and, and Glover looked up at me as if to go, these guys were real. Like, um, um, you know, again, where we were sitting, um, we were right smack in the middle of all the Devils fans. And believe you me, I made sure that they heard me for every single goal that we scored. Uh, <laughs> and hence the, 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 uh, loss of voice and the, the croakiness. But, um, yeah, again, it's, uh, it is what it is. It's over and done with. I'm sure it'll, somebody will basically post it online at some point. But, uh, in the meantime, let's talk about the let's game. Let's go back to the game, Davy. I think in that first 20 minutes, it was majority Cardiff Devils trying to stamp their authority early on in the game. And, and they had that one nil. One the lead going into the break. Well, I think that, that it comes back to all the things that we talked about before. That it is a home advantage. That's a noisy barn, and yes, they kicked. Unfortunately for Macy, blows a tire. Macy had an absolutely great game. Unfortunately, in that instance, he blows a tire. They get away and get the early goal, and you thought, "Oh dear, this could be a long night here." But you know, the Giants weathered a storm, blocked a lot of shots in that first period. John Ferland led the way with Big Martinelli, just hitting everything that moved, and we. As the game went on, we forced our physicality on the game, and it was one of those games where we kind of roughed the devils up and got in their head as much as in. We talked about the game the week before. We couldn't get inside at all. We couldn't get at bounds. We couldn't get goals. We rattled bounds on Sunday night, and you know, the proof of the pudding is in six, well, five goals going past them, and and some of them that he, he and on other nights he would have done better. You know, I think that. Um, when you have Benny going coast to coast, when you have Toey chipping in with goals, when you have Big John Kurtz chipping in with goals, you know you know you're you know you've got that buy in, and I think this is one of the games that you'll look back over the season where the bought into the process, as it's been called, you know all the things that we had to do, number of hits, buying in the blocking shots, you know winning faceoffs. That third period we came out. And we were exceptional in the face of circle. Like, you know, I, I just closed my book and set it down on the floor, so I'm not going to go and get it. But like, you know, we won it by nine or ten out of the first 11, 12 faceoffs in that third period. Puck possession is key. We didn't let the Devils get back into the game in the third period. We chipped it deep. We've done all those things that we haven't been doing for a number of games. We got it in deep and we went to work. We kept the puck 200 feet away from an exceptional Jackson whistle. When he was called upon on Sunday night, boys, there he stood up tall. First goal that the Giants got back says that Brandon Benedict, four minutes into that second period, the Giants starting to get a bit of momentum behind them, pushing, pushing back the, uh, pushing back the, uh, the, the Cardiff Devils. I think that we'd had a couple of, uh, penalty kills to make as well, but Brandon Benedict picks up the puck from behind his own goal line, skates the length of the ice, finds a good bit of space and fires it past, uh, Ben Bounds. Yeah. I mean, the sh- uh, shot from 50 foot and to be honest, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't screened. Uh, Bounds has, has got to save that. Has to save that. Uh, it wasn't even a hard shot. I mean, ben, don't, I'm not having to go at Benny, but, you know, the big thing about it is he got it on target um, and there was no deflection. 
but as I say, it bounce, bounces. Got to save that. Um, but for other, for us to get that goal, and then you know, just a few minutes later, you know, we hit the post. The puck breaks down the other end. Sparrow takes a penalty, um, and I think it was for tripping or hooking um, along the wall. And you know, I can't even remember what devil it was. But he went down as if he was shot. And you know, that that was a recurring thing for me at the weekend. You know, the devils were were whinging about not getting penalties. Their fans are going nuts. About you no, know, you, you talked about Martinelli, you know, laying the body, um, hitting everything and moving the first period. Every time he made a check, the Cardiff Devils fans were crammed. They're, oh, you've got to get him a two minute penalty for being too rough. Um, I just thought it was a wee bit embarrassing the way the, the, the couple of Devils went down. Even the, the penalty in the last period where um, Mace tried to make a diving play and Hotham took a dive over him that Greg Luganis would have been happy with. But, um, you know, I just thought we were absolutely outstanding. As the game went on, we get stronger. Going that one goal down uh, after two and a half minutes and then, you know, battling hard and, and going, you know, toe-to-toe with the Cardiff Devils in their own barn. And uh, I thought we were really, really great. And, and you know, when we got it back to it was 2-1 for the Devils, they got that part play goal. Yes. It was their second goal, wasn't it? At least um, they, they got their second goal. And then West pulls off two brilliant saves, more or less right at the halfway mark of the second period. We break up the other way. Toy, little one-two with uh, Saviano. Saviano throws across the front. And Big Curtsy basically ties things up. And again, Bounds didn't do, didn't set the word light for me inside on Sunday night. But, um, you know, we, we really, really did give it to them. We won the battles along the wall, which against the Devils this year, we've struggled because the Devils are really good, especially down low. We just played better. First period, I thought we came out of it with a lot of credit, even though we're 1-0 down. Um, I thought we were far better in the second period, and I thought we were even better in the third. David, talking about like the reactions about the, the way the game was played, you get a lot to be said about the officials, the fact that maybe the certainly in the third period, the, the whistle was put firmly in the pocket and, uh, and the guys were just allowed to play. But you could see at the end of the second period, uh, Sean Bendefoglu gets a, gets a Two minute roughing call, you know, it, the Giants had got under the skin of the Cardiff Devils through their, their quick, their, their physical play. Absolutely. And, you know, as you've said, there are three good, three good teams on the ice on Sunday night. The officials did very well. And, you know, one of those things of a final, they could have called a whole lot more, but they, they took the time and, and they let the two teams decide the outcome. They didn't want to really be, you know, involved in, in deciding the outcome. And, and uh, you know, I, I talked earlier on about getting into Bounds' head and Bentafoglio getting involved at the end of that second period in the Belfast Giants. That probably actually gave us a little bit of impetus coming out in the third period that we, we were starting on the power play on the fresh city ice. We were able to get down low quickly. And, you know, it's the first time I've seen the Devils rattled like that in a while. And, uh, you know, we haven't rattled them like that in their own barn, certainly this season, although we've came away with good results. They've still stuck to... A very solid Andrew Lord process, and you know certainly in that third period they look gassed at times. You know the the, the one Darcy Murphy strips, I can't remember who he strips off the puck, but it's just a tired play. And the Giants just worked so so hard on Sunday, just kept going and kept going and kept going, and eventually they wore the Devils down. You, you yeah, say, sorry, sorry, sorry for on. jumping in. There. That's another mistake by Bounds on the Murphy goal. You know Murphy's basically skipping off the wall on his own. He's not even he's not even squared a to um, uh, Darcy's goal. Darcy just, we snapped shot over the top of the pad as he went down before the shot was hit. 
Bounds had a mirror on Saturday night, Bounds, in my opinion. Bounds, Bounds, Bounds was rattled. It says Bounds was really rattled, and it wasn't helped by the fact that at one point Blair Riley goes in and I don't I, I say he, he he runs bounds he gets he gets a bit of a shove from Reddick but I think that the direction that Riley was taken was towards bounds maybe not to go into him but certainly give him a bit of a buzz so the Giants have got right under the skin of bounds who wasn't playing well and that had a real effect on the game. A hundred percent right. You know I do think that uh, that Ryan's maybe could have stuck a prediction on or got out of well but again when you when you get a wee shove in the back. The referee was in absolutely perfect position and he didn't make the call. Um, you know, but you've got to give massive credit to, to uh, David Rutherford. <laughs> the amount of punches in the head he's taken this year <laughs> just to wind people up and get under their skin. You know, right, that, the whole incident with regards to Bounds at the end of the second period started the Bounds' right in the corner. <laughs> Hotham took a bit of a whack. Uh, this is after the whistle. Took a bit of a whack at Rutherford. Rutherford stand there with his big toothless grin, just chirping away at him. Everybody else tried to get involved. Riley get in that back. Um, uh, Rutherford up and Huffman sort of stood back because he ended up getting his bag knocked in. Um, but skating across the ice, as soon as Rudy seen Bynes skating towards the bench, he just skated past him again and he obviously chirped away at him. And then Ben, ben DeVoglio got involved um, and had a third punch in again. Rudy's taking a punch for the team and we end up coming out with a power play. But um, if, if you look at the five goals back again that Bounds conceded, I think it's his fault for four of them. I don't think he could do anything but Toei's goal. You know, it was a great slap pass in from Saviano. But the first goal, he should have done better on Benny. The second goal, you know, he's, he's, he's a big body. Get the pads down low. A puck went under him uh, from John Kurtz. The third goal for, John, for Jonathan Ferdinand coming out from the corner and throwing it into a space where... You know, he's six foot three goaltender, and how that got past him, I do not know. That's absolutely his fault. And then Darcy Murphy's goal as well. Bounds had a poor game, which was great to see because we all know he's a good goaltender. But the Belfast Giants absolutely deserved that on Sunday night. Davy, has a trick been missed here around the league against the Cardiff Devils? Because as the game went on, the more rattled they got, the more difficult, the more the desperate the situation got, the worse they got. In fact, you could say, like, looking at the game in that third period, Andrew Lord shortens his bench. You, you don't see Farina, you don't see, jo- well, you, listen, you don't see Josh, you don't see Batch at all now these days. He's, he gets very little ice time, which in a game like this, which is physical, which is everything's being left on the air, he's the type of player that maybe you need out there. Farina as well is able to play that physical game and score goals and get the points, but they're left on the bench and he starts double shifts and likes a Joey Martin and these great, don't get me wrong, great guys, but, but you're gassing them in, in the final period when you're trying to get back in a game. I just think that when they have shortened their bench over the season, which they seem to do, you know, I think they've done that in Belfast as well, and that double header, you know, because they're able to roll those four lines or 11 forwards, you know, the rule four and then the rule three, and then if they're under pressure, they, they go to the two lines. And, you know, the well ran dry there the other night. They haven't been put under that pressure in enough games and in major, major games this season. So, you know, it says a lot for the Belfast Giants who, you know, fairly healthy there the other night. You look at some of the guys, I don't know what the situation with with the likes of Jonner was, but, you know, doesn't Jonner, one of your premium players, sit in the game out? And, you know, the, the Devils do do that, to be fair, Paddy. You know, they do go to two lines most games, but especially games that they're maybe trailing in. But, 
you know, on Sunday night, as you say, they were gassed at the end and the guys sat, sitting on the bench there, perhaps with the, when they needed a few energy shifts that they didn't get them? I, I think it's the other way around, guys. I think we've got to give Adam Keith massive, massive credit because he run three lines the whole night. He just kept the boys going. When we got the penalties, we ended up doing three shorthanded shifts. When we did the, when we had a power play, he put his two lines out there. And again, you know, we, we controlled the game. We absolutely controlled that game on Sunday. And, you know, Adam, as I say, he run the three lines. Yes, he's, he's flicking, you know, he, he would take, um, Kurtzy or Toy out of the lineup and basically, well, sorry, they would, they would chop and change, but he most, mostly put Saviano and Ferland out there for the extra forward. And then obviously Ashley Tape is available if needed. And, and, uh, I, I thought, you know, for a rookie coach to, to basically do that the way he was. And don't forget, he had Jim Vandermeer standing beside him. Um, and, and obviously Rob Stewart, which, need, you know, they both need a, a mention as well. 100%. Anybody's got a, that, and I've seen a couple of Devils fans saying that we didn't deserve that because the referees didn't make any calls. What a biggest load of piss. We were <laughs> outstanding on Sunday. Absolutely outstanding. I I absolutely agree with you. Take nothing away. I thought our third period was really professional. And we'll speak to Kiefer later on when we get to ask him about it as well. You know, we we took the game to the Devils in the third period. We came out ahead, but we didn't sit back. We didn't rest in our doors. We didn't say, we'll try and see this game out. We went to them. We scored, I think we scored three goals in the third period, didn't we? Kind of empty netter there as well. But, you know. We took our opportunities with a lot of shots as well. It wasn't like we were, you know, just hedging. We got it in deep. We kept it away from West. We were really, really good on the night. Any word for the Freena hit on Galakos? Um, as in, from do you want a word from us or do you? Yeah, want a no, word, word, from, no a word from you guys. I think Freena knew exactly what he was doing. He blindsided Gooley, um coming in. Luckily, he wasn't hurt because Gooley was outstanding on Sunday night. Yeah, um, I thought defensively the Giants played very, very well. Um, you know, Benny chipping in with a goal. Marty playing physical. Rainer playing physical. I thought Cole Jarrett probably has one of his best games of the season. Um, uh, and obviously, Mace was, you know, Mace was Mace. He just, he, he just makes it look effortless sometimes. Blocking shots and, and doing exactly what he needs to do to win uh, and help his team out. But uh, I thought um, Ferenga knew exactly what he was doing there. Um, I don't know if it was put in for a reviewable um, suspension. Uh, I really don't know if the boys have put that in. I'd be... I doubt it. I doubt it. it after, after, after a cup win, I don't think we would have. Well, I mean, yeah. the thing about it is, as I say, don't forget, you've got you know, you've know, got Sheffield and Cardiff getting games against each other. And if you can weaken Sheffield, sorry, weaken Cardiff, then you have a better chance of winning the, winning the, um, the conference. So for me, you know, it was a bad hit. Um, nobody's seen it. Nobody, as in with a, a striped jersey on, seen it. So there was no call on the night, which means that it's not going to be automatically reviewable. So I really don't know if the boy, if uh, Thorts or Am have put it in. Um, but in my opinion, it's a suspensable hit. David? I concur. I, I think he just raises his arm enough as he goes through it. I'm not sure how much contact there is with the head, but he's... he's um, He's blindsided him. Gooley doesn't see him. He sees Gooley and he, he changes his route. Um, he could probably avoid that hit completely, but he changes his route and makes sure he, he leaves a wee bit on Gooley there. So fortunately for us, Gooley didn't get badly hurt. And uh, who, another guy who had an absolute sense of, Simon's rammed the D-man off there. They were all, the decor had a sensational game. And that is what uh, we talked about. The semi-final first leg against the Panthers, we built on protecting Jackson Whistle and letting our offense 
take care of itself. And that's exactly what they did. And Simon has rhymed them off there. Mace, Benny, um, help me out here, Cole Jarrett, Kevin Rain, Martinelli and Gulakos all had really, really good games. You can go down that roster and there's at times through the season, you go, well, he had a bit of a stinker tonight or he didn't show up. Everybody showed up on Sunday night to a man. Everyone in that roster showed up and it was fantastic performance. I don't know if you've noticed this. Obviously, you were watching the game on the webcast. I watched the whole game back last night. And after the hit on Gooley, Gooley's sitting on the bench, okay, and he was chirping away at the referee and chirping away yeah. at somebody. And Jim just put a hand on his shoulder and, and had a, a word in his ears after go, all right, big man, just calm down. Everything's yeah. going to be all right. Yeah. And doing what Jim Van was. Um, and, that, you know, it stings like that. Of, of I mean, if, if you don't listen, you know, Gooley's only, what, 25, 26? If he's not listening to a player of Jim Vandermeer's calibre, then he's doing something wrong. Um, and he's obviously taking that on board. Um, and I'd say, having Jim on the bench, I'd much rather have him on the ice. But having him on the bench is definitely a big plus for me. Quick word for Ashley Tate. Uh, obviously, he's been called on at various points through this season and just to, to take a step in. And this was just another one of those cases. To have a guy, uh, Davey, with his veteran leadership, a guy who's been a, a captain, a championship winning captain, an assistant coach, a guy who's schooled in the game, to be able to have him to be able to, to step in and, and put a giant shirt on for a final was a real positive. Absolutely. I'm sure he was he was brilliant around the locker room before, um, during and after. I'm, I'm sure that before the game he was able to he's been in this situation so many times and just a common influence and when he's been called on to play as, as Toya said you know he just keeps the game simple and you know I'm sure Ash has had opportunities in this last number of weeks to go to other clubs to, to take a contract for the remainder of the season I'm sure his, his talent wouldn't go wasted anywhere else but he's, he's been asked to stay with the Belfast Giants and he's done that and he's picked himself up another championship and uh I think what that ten or eleven now in the in the elite league era, or uh, going back ISL days as well. So uh, you know he's been a really good servant to the chance. He's nothing's too much trouble for him. Kiefer gives him the call on the weekend. He's he's there. He was probably the first giant in Cardiff to be fair <laughs> this weekend with the with the travel arrangements and and such like. So uh, yeah, congratulations to him on another championship. You make that point. I'll come to you in, in a second. Says about 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 Ashley Tate, David. But you make that point about the travel arrangements. Obviously, the guys that arrived late. The guys got the rink late. They, it was a rushed uh, preparation for the game. It, it just adds to the whole fact that the that the the deck was stacked against us this weekend. Oh yeah, I think it was uh, like three forty five, four o'clock before the guys uh, before the took uh, before the landed. I think it was about a quarter past four when they actually landed in Cardiff, so, and, and the game was to to face off at six o'clock. So, you know, from that point of view, the Belfast Giants were were under the pump right away. They didn't get a then you don't get it's all the little things you know that you don't get do, doing you don't get sitting about having your coffee before you have to start getting stripped you know the chance had to jump off the bus start taping sticks start getting into their gear and get out on the ice pronto you know it was just a but then then again there's the, the opposite side lad is you don't have time to think and you just get on with things and, and just get it done and get going you know i'm sure that if they had longer to think it might have been a bad thing too says so back to actually take your thoughts Again, I, I absolutely agree with David. You know, having uh, the capabilities of, of being able to call on Ashley, um, uh, and again, I mean, he was due to come over. He, his flight was already booked uh, to come over to Belfast on Saturday to play against Milton Keynes, uh, which means he would have made his home debut. And obviously, with that being cancelled, he was. I'm pretty sure he was on the same flight from uh, Birmingham <laughs> that Milton Keynes were booked on to. So, uh, unable to make that journey over, uh, I'm sure they'll probably get him over for the end of the season for a home debut. 
Um, but, but he deserves uh, you know, one. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's look, he, he's been a class actor. I remember watching him for Nottingham and, and Sheffield and then obviously Coventry as well. And he's just a class, class act. Real, real good lad. You know, he, he was leading all the all-time EIHL on points until probably about November, I think it was, David, when David Clark took over. Um, and, and, uh, and coincidentally, Sheds has, has just recently overtaken him as well to go into second place. You know, it's uh, it's it's just absolutely phenomenal having uh, that experience to be able to call on, and and again, you know, we, we do. And technically, we've got the oldest team in the in the league, um, but having the you know some young lads on the team as well. Don't forget, Jackson's still only twenty one, twenty two. You know, and the way he pulled out that uh, you know a number of those saves at the weekend um, for the uh, to win the championship was was absolutely phenomenal. He's so calm in the net. But it takes a lot of players around him with the experience of just, you know, so we tapping the pads and just skating past the likes of Gooley or, or, or Martin Nelly or, you know, Cole Jarrett, well, good save, kid, good save, and, and just keep going. So um, I think it's great to have him on board and uh, let's hope it's not his last championship in Belfast. It's I watched the game with both with delight and with a heavy heart because obviously I wasn't <laughs> able to make the trip down to Cardiff uh, due to due to family commitments. But in saying that, I've I've only ever missed two Challenge Cup finals that the Belfast Giants have taken part in, and they've won both of them. So, yeah, you know, I don't think I'll ever attend another Challenge Cup final. But besides that, 350-odd Belfast Giants fans did make the trip to Cardiff through the hardship. They drove, they flew, they got their way through the snow, and they got there. They made themselves heard, Davy, and they went away happy. Oh, fantastic for for the the fans that managed to get there. The likes of Joel, who's been, you know, we've been following on Instagram through Mexico to New Jersey to Dublin to I think the Belfast to the Cardiff, whatever way he went London bus. You know, he, he that's commitment. And for all those guys that spent a lot of money, it is not a cheap place to get to Cardiff. It's not an easy place to get to. You know, flying into Cardiff's expensive, so you have people going through London, Luton, Bristol, Birmingham, no, any way to get there and. You know, people coming down on buses from Glasgow and trains from Glasgow. Just, you know, wherever, however and whatever it took to get there, people did it. And, you know, these memories last a lifetime. And, you know, as, as we've been very fortunate to be involved in a lot of Belfast Giants championships over the, the 18 years of the club or 17 years of the club, you know, it's uh, these things will live with you forever. So if you were there, you know, enjoy it, savor the moment. Simon, you were there. What was it like? It was absolutely brilliant, just brilliant. He, um, you know, watching the guys go out there and, and then warm up, and you just, you know, even in the warm up, you could just see everybody was having, it was really relaxed. Um, you know, on the bench, the boys were, you know, laughing and joking. Everything was great. Uh, coming out for the, uh, you know, just during the, the entrance video and the boys coming out of the ice as well, you could just see again, you know, a wee bit of confidence about them and. Um, and I, 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 anybody, I mean, I, I went over with Laura and Kira, um, and we had the, the culture crew driving behind us. We had Johnny Cook and some of the guys from the OSC behind us as well. And then I had the pleasure of, of being with uh, we Blakey all weekend uh, and his mum and dad. And, and, you know, just going down the, you know, we're, we're stopping one of the services in the M4. Um, and everybody, oh, God, I'm really nervous. I'm really this. And I said, guys, I'm telling you now, we do not have to, have to be nervous about this. Our boys are absolutely well up for this. I was lucky enough to watch the practice on Saturday morning, a pregame skate, because we thought we were playing Milton Keynes on Saturday night. 
and then I went back down again at five o'clock on some uh, Saturday evening uh, when Adam put them through. Uh, did a bit of power play, a bit of short hand at time, um, and again everybody was in great form. And I just knew that um, watching that practice itself, just knew that everything was going to be okay. I just had a really good feeling about the whole weekend. Um, and coming out with the, the trophy and and just watching the way the guys celebrated, and you know if you if you look at the um, we didn't get back last night about ten to eight, but uh, the guys uh, flew back from Cardiff into Belfast City Airport. And I'm glad that there's over 300 people standing at the body airport for them. You know, you see the players coming out with their mobile phones. Galakos has got his mobile phone up. Benny's got his mobile phone. You know, all the boys are walking out with their gear, uh, getting high five with loads of kids that turned up. It, it's things like that that, you know, if some of the players had a doubt in their mind what they're doing at the end of this season, whether it's guys maybe thinking about retiring, getting on a bit, or guys, you know, maybe using Belfast as a stepping stone to move on to somewhere else. That might make them think twice again. You know, I know the likes of, there's, I don't want to name names, but I know the, the situation with contracts and stuff like that. And there's guys there that I would love to be here next year. Absolutely love to be here. Um, and if that's made them think twice, they'll go, do you know what? This, there's not a better place in the elite, elite league, especially, to be with regards to the possibility of, of getting the fan engagement, getting the appreciation that they're showing. And as you've already pointed out, you know, we keep on saying about Joel, but Danny was there too. Yep. You know, Danny made the whole yep. trip from Mexico. Um, and she looked fresh in what Joel did in France. <laughs> uh, um, and, you know, he was, you know, up in the bar after the match. Fair play. There was loads of Cardiff Devils fans, but there was bucket loads of Belfast Giants fans. The players all come up. Spiro's chanting his, you know, they're all singing Spiro's song when he walked into the room. Um, and he started joining in with them as well, as did Rainer. Um, and then again, the boys really bought in. I, I feel, that they really bought into exactly what it means to be a Belfast giant. And the, the show and the appreciation that, you know, that you've seen a smile on Ryle's face when he re- held that trophy aloft for the first time uh, after being handed by the, whoever it was. Um, and then going to his teammates and, and then straight down the rink to the crowd. They were absolutely outstanding this weekend. And even though there was only 300 of them, the only time that the Cardiff Devils fans cheered was when they scored. They scored three goals, they got three cheers, and the rest of the time, you could not hear the Belfast Giants fans. They were absolutely outstanding. Brilliant. And it made me proud to be one of them. David, do you, do you know, no, sorry, go on, Paddy, what's the question? No, I was going to say, there's a real, like, one of the things from watching the end, watching about some of the photographs as well, and, and, and listening to podcasts of other clubs that have happened this week, and, and hearing about, you know, the, the disconnect between fans and clubs. There's, at this moment in time with the Belfast Giants, there's a real connection between the fans and the club. Like, it feels like a club. You can have a team, the guys are on the ice, you can have an organisation, the guys that run it, or you can have a club, which brings in the fans and brings in everything around it. At this moment in time, we really have a club. You saw the guys when they'd won, they were right down there, but not just that, but the, the video, sorry, the video, the, the, the team photo, who's in the middle of the team photo? Young Ethan, young Blake, you know, getting involved, it's something that the Belfast Giants at the minute has a real affinity with its fans, and it was really boring, right, Davy, in what you saw after the game. Look, Paddy, this is something that has been building for, for really since the, the, the trust took over the club, and it probably helped that Robert is such a fan as well as as the business brains behind the operation. You know, we've been more involved over the last number of years and, and the OSC setup, Simon getting things like that going and Laura 
very involved in the community side of things with Gordy and the schools, all those things combined and you know, go back to, to using a, a quote, you know, but Kiefer, Kiefer gets it and as the head coach and Thorts gets it and they realise that it is, it's more than a club you know, Barcelona saying, but it's more than a club and you know, for us we're very fortunate to be so involved and I don't mean us as an AVFTV I mean as Belfast Giants fans that you've got you own a part of this, we own part of this club this club is more than a club, you know it's, it's, it's part of your, it's what we do every, we talk about this Every day of the week, probably for we probably talk to, to each other more than we we'll talk to our families a good lot of time, you know. And it's just we're very fortunate as a club that there we have this buy in from the organization that the, they want it to be about us as well. It's it's not the numbers and the boards are very important, and the numbers, you know, Steve Thornton does a very good interview during one of the period breaks, and he's he's very honest about you know how important it is to get bums on seats and how important it is, you know. To, to have that match night experience but you know for, for the people that were there on Sunday night are the ones that really 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 matters to you and the people that were watching at home it really really matters to you and you know Robert's talked about the numbers of you know there's 1100 season ticket holders and out of those there's 500 that it means it's life and death to you and there's three or 400 that it really matters to you and then and then you still need another 4000 to fill the arena the the ones that come along it's, it's up to us to convert them into and make that 500 bigger you know we're just very very fortunate from the point of view that the, the club buys into the fans as much as the fans buy into the club one last thing before we move on because I want we're going to be chatting to Adam Keith in just a second but let's talk about the 2009 was the last challenge cup 2014 was the last time a trophy came in it says not only is this fantastic in a rookie season for for a coach to pick up the first silverware that's handed out, but if, for the club as well, it's a relief. But Adam Keefe, what 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 a phenomenon he's been since he's taken this coaching role. Well, let's not get ahead of ourselves. It's the first trophy of the year, and we've won it. That's great. <laughs> um, and Adam will basically he'll you know he'll enjoy the, as I say he'll enjoy. Sunday night, he'll enjoy, well, I know he enjoyed Sunday night. <laughs> I know he enjoyed last night. Um, I'm sure he's probably recovering today. Um, and he'll enjoy tomorrow. Boys, you know, back back to work tomorrow. But, you know, once it's done, you forget about it. Take the Alex Ferguson view on it. It's done. You can't win it again in the same season. It's done. Let's concentrate on the next one. And, yes, we went down the line. You know, don't forget, three weeks ago, we were beat down Milton Keynes in Edinburgh in the same weekend. And we went on the podcast in this Tuesday night and we were absolutely gutted with the, the, you know, and we were all looking forward to this game. Um, and sort of thinking, oh God, if we play the way we played against Milton Keynes or, or Edinburgh and we go into, to, uh, Cardiff. Yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, we, we could go into this game and get absolutely humped against the Cardiff Devils. But, you know, to come out of, of the, the, the last couple of weekends, which haven't been great. Uh, and obviously losing that game in, in Cardiff last weekend and then going back in seven days later. Um, no games in between, which again can be difficult. Both teams were in the same situation. Um, and I, I know the boys were really looking forward to the game against Milton Keynes on Saturday night. They were all up for it on Saturday morning when they got the, the pre-game skating and, and, uh, they were all really looking forward to it. But, um, for the whole weekend, as I say, for where we are as a club, we're in a good place. Yes. It's Adam's first season. Yes. But he will not settle for this. He will want more. He's a greedy man. He wants to win championships. You know, he wants to basically lead this team forward. And uh, it's a brilliant start for him. But as I say, the way I look at it, and yes, I'm from the outside looking in, and like like yourself and Davey, Paddy, but, 
you know, we, we, we'll savor this moment and we'll get ready for the weekend again because there's two more trophies up for grabs between now and the end of the season. Davey, you know, Paddy, Paddy, the, you one, one of the things that really buzzed me over the last number of weeks was being at the semi-final second leg whenever, you know, we've qualified and, and we're, we're down doing interviews or whatever and Blair Riley's came out, the captain of this team and, and, and what a game he had over the last, you know, over Sunday night and, you know, he was really, really amped up at times and last Sunday in Cardiff, you know, and it came through that Sheffield had had lost to Cardiff and Cardiff and he says, so we'll just have to go to Cardiff and beat them there. We've beat them before, we'll do it again. He was absolutely, our leaders really stepped up on Sunday night and, and well, I said earlier, you know, everyone stepped up, but some of the some of the performances by the guys you need to look to. And another thing, Paddy, see on on the Twitter, getting seeing seeing all the old players, the Jeremy Rebex, and uh, I was amazing with that. You, you know, Theo? likes of Alfie, Theo, Sandy, and all all going okay. on, wishing the wishing the guys luck. You know, taking taking them in out of time. Guys come and play for Belfast, and it becomes part of them. The, the, we 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 you know, I know we joke as fans and all, saying you know, once you're a giant, you're a giant for life, but. There's an element of truth in that to a lot of guys, and it gives you goosebumps thinking and reading some of those comments from the older guys. And uh, just to clarify, Davey, um, I know Mark Brooks and the organisation went on Twitter to say it was our ninth trophy, but it's actually our fourteenth. It is, yeah, that's that's true, Paddy. Because as I had a, a chat with Dave Scuffham on grumpy old Dave on on Twitter the, the other day there because he was saying I suppose now for the Belfast Giants the, the Challenge Cup means something and for Cardiff Devils fans it's just a Mickey Mouse competition and I have said over a number of years yeah. that if you know yeah. if, if there's a competition and there's a trophy I want to win it and I want to win the, the conference every year I want to win the Challenge Cup every year yes I've had my issues with the format of the Challenge Cup for, for many years and I'll, I'll keep going on about that it's the second hardest trophy to win after the league it's a, it's a, it's got a great old history within the sport, and there's a trophy for it. Why would you not want to win it? Why would you not be proud to win it? But I go back to that, that crossover league that we got. You know, people can mock me if they want. It had to be won. There was a lot of games went into that to win it. You know, you had to play a lot of teams twice to win that. I go, I go into dopey things like the charity shield that we won. Really had to win. Yeah, the holders of it. You had to win the league to get into it. Okay, maybe the NG Cups might be a bit of a stretch, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm 14 trophies, 17th trophy. season of the club with 14 trophies, we've been a successful franchise. There's no doubt about that. It's funny that he's brought up uh, Alex Ferguson, his attitude. I remember reading it was about when I think they won Manchester United, won the League Cup. And obviously they wanted to aspire to more and Alex Ferguson they took the League Cup, brought it into the lads and said, listen, you've now got a taste of success. Now we go on and we take the next step. You know, you, you, this may only be the League Cup. There's the FA Cup and there's a league and we want to get more success and success breeds success. I guess you see that with the Cardiff Devils. You know, they, they went and they won the Challenge Cup and now they look like they're going to have back-to-back league championships. Let me tell you something. They wanted to win that on Saturday. Make no mistake about it. You know, bringing your four owners over from Canada uh, along with their families and, you know, all sitting in their jar, their uh, devil's tops right in the middle of the centre ice and uh, all busting, you know, having a great party and all the four of the game. And, and I know they were out on Saturday night as well. They wanted to win that trophy and they were absolutely raging that they didn't. Um, you know, we outplayed them. That's as simple as that. We were, we played that well that uh, we deserved to win. Um, you know, I was speaking to Todd after the game, and he said that you know, if, if he, he's he's raging, they didn't win it. Um, but if anybody else could have wanted to be, he wanted to be obviously the Belfast Giants, and and um, for us to 
to pick up that, as Davey's already pointed out, you know, it's the first trophy available this season. You know, isn't it 11 games you've got to play to win it? Um, you know, six in the group, and then you've got... Um, two like quarterfinal, you know, two like semifinal. Game semi, yeah, so 11 games all together. Um, and, you know, we get off to a bad start. We get beat by Dundee. We were beat by Edinburgh in the group stages. You know, so it's uh, having to go out and win all those games to get to uh, the, the, win that championship. Um, and, you know, a lot of people probably making jokes, and, and as, as you've already pointed out, it's a Mickey Mouse Cup. Let me tell you something. It's a silver trophy that you basically can be proud of winning as a group um, after your career's over. Uh, and I'm sure every Belfast Giants player that played in that group on Sunday will remember those teammates for the rest of their life because it's one of those things you win as a team and you lose as a team. So it's uh, it's just phenomenal that they get off to a great start. I'm really, really pleased for Adam and Thorts. You know, Thorts has put a lot of effort into this over the last number of years. Um, don't forget, behind the scenes, you know, when I say we're, we're going to talk to Adam later, but behind the scenes of the Belfast Giants, believe it or not, Sunday, I had to push Adam onto the ice. I had to push him onto the ice at the end of the game. We're sitting on the bench. He's taking a back seat, letting the players in, in, enjoy it. They're all waving over him to come on, and he didn't want to go on. I'm pushing him forward. Adam, get on there. You're the leader of this group. Get on. You know, and, and literally had to push him onto the ice to, to go and be recognised. And as soon as they get on the, the Ice Tank TV, guys wanted to, to get a piece off him. And, um, and you know, I, I'm not surprised. I thought he spoke fantastically well after the game, uh, both on BBC UTV uh, and obviously on Ice Tank TV as well. And then he, um, you know, we got the first one, of course. Uh, but uh, <laughs> it's always good to, to see your, your leader and your your coach, um, you know, speaking so highly about the group of players that he has. Um, it hasn't been an easy season for us. You know, we've, we've had a lot of suspensions. We've had a lot of, of uh, missed games through injury. Um, but the first trophy that's been available this season, and we've won it. That's, as I say, the next 24 hours maybe, and, um, and get back to work again tomorrow and, uh, and push on for the next one. The highlights of that game are fantastic and from Ice Time TV and those guys did a fantastic, uh, lot of fantastic there. Those guys did a brilliant job. Um, the, uh, and also thanks to them, they, they give permission for us to use the footage for the gifts that we put out on our Twitter account and for the audio that you heard earlier on. That, but they put together a fantastic hi- highlights package and it was a great, a great presentation of the game. Um, you get them from the Ice Time TV YouTube channel. Okay, now that we've talked about that, well, let's talk to the man in charge of it all, a guy whose coaching career just started in the summer there, but since his coaching career started, he's picked up every single trophy that's been handed out so far. Congratulations, Adam Keefe. Hi, cheers, guys. Thanks for having me. It's uh, been a great couple of days, that's for sure. You guys went in there, obviously pumped up. What's the last couple of days been like since you've picked up that trophy? Uh, it's good. You know, it's just I think everybody. I think we've been building towards this all season, um, especially with the road. You know, the the way that we was one of the it was my main focus from the start of the season was trying to get these guys prepared for the big long road trip we had in uh, November, December, and uh, getting that mindset that we that we got to become road warriors and and find ways to win on the road. And they've been doing that, so you know it was. When, I think it was when we when we found out it was going to be Cardiff instead of Sheffield after their wild comeback there in the second leg of the aggregate. We said, "No, no big deal. You know, we've won there before. We got to go. We got to go win another road game." So I think there's something that we wanted to make sure we we stuck with that that mentality. 
the weekend obviously began with the game against the Milton Keynes Lightning being postponed due to the bad weather. Um, I guess you were pleased. Uh, yeah, yes and no. I mean, again, I thought I thought having a game the night before sometimes can actually help. I mean, you know, sometimes you're sitting at home all week, uh, you know, especially because their game was canceled on a Friday. Um, yes, you can actually have a rust as a result of that. You know, I thought having the game on Saturday night, if we had any rust, we'd get it out on Saturday and, and then be hit the ground. We all thought we'd have a better start on the, on the Sunday for it. Um, but, I mean, certainly it evened the playing field, given that uh, from a, a rest standpoint and a recovery standpoint, um, just so happened that the, the weather was bad and um, made for a crazy weekend, I think. And, and with a, obviously, uh, if you're a Belfast Giants fan or player, uh, yeah, a great ending to the weekend. Adam, obviously last week as well, you, just before the Milton Keynes game, it was a difficult week for you due to the, the weather conditions in Belfast and, and not ideal with the, the cancel of uh, the training session on Friday by the Don Lysbold due to them closing. Um, did that hamper your preparations or was it just, right, let's just regroup and get ready to go? Well, it hampered what we wanted to work on on Friday night, that's for sure. Or sorry, Friday morning, yeah, we you know, I had, had a, a practice in place that, uh, you know, would try to gear us up towards feeling good, uh, going into Saturday. And not only that, but work on some things for Sunday and, uh, to find out that the Nall Ice Bowl was going to be closed early on on Thursday, you know, kind of really made us, uh, I, I don't know. I, I chose to look at it, to take the plazas out of it that, uh, at least the players would be getting another, another rest day. Um, and you can never, uh, get enough rest and recovery, especially before a game uh, that's going to take everything out of you mentally and physically, uh, like Sunday. And you know, so we, we chose to take the pauses and look at it as another rest day for the players. And, and they went and got a workout and made sure that they kept their bodies uh, uh, feeling good. So um, Saturday worked out. That we skated Saturday morning, and then it was a pregame skate. Then the game got canceled so I didn't get enough out of the pregame skate. I thought so. We had the players come back and and we had a practice and we had a meal together on Saturday night. So I actually ended up working out pretty good for um, what you want the night before uh, a championship game. You know, the guys all ate dinner together at the rink and we had a good practice and we had a good talk. And, um, you know, our, our amazing uh, support staff, medical staff, they, you know, we had our, our Doc Mark, Emma and Shay, uh, Evelina, Barb, uh, Austin, um, and Robbie come in and, and, and do massages for the guys. And, and, you know, that's, that makes the guys feel so good about, uh, you know, their bodies and, and, and making everybody go into that game, uh, feeling that you're as, as well recovered and as, and as good as you can be feeling, you know, going into a game. And I thought that that actually helped out, uh, you know, maybe not playing the game, but having that, that evening practice and then evening meal and um, obviously the rest recovery physio and uh, getting all of our bodies in check before a big game. I thought that that was a, a great uh, way to head into Cardiff. Coach, you talk about, all the little details are uh, that go into the preparation of of, of going for a, for a championship game, but as well as just being on the road and the likes of Benny organising, you know, 
the road trips, not just this season, as you, you talked about the, the the long road swing we've had, but really since you came in under Doug Christensen, this club statistically has been exceptional on the road. You know, we, we've had all those hashtags, the work boots on and the road warriors. What has changed or what is the focus for the Belfast Giants on getting the very maximum out of those road trips? I think the mindset. I mean, it's hockey game. We are, you're at home. Obviously, you have the support of your hometown behind you and your home crowd, but you know they can't play the game for you. You you have to go out and you got to play the game and, and approach each game and each game like it's a battle. And uh, the team that usually out battles and plays the right way and, and makes the least amount of mistakes usually wins that game. And um, there's no reason you can't go on the road and do the same things you would do at home. There's just no reason for it. So I think it's mindset, and I think that that. That trickles down from the leadership group, and we've always had a great leadership group here. Uh, you know, if you look back to the, the year that I came in with Doug Christensen, with Nick Kuyper, and uh, Jeremy Rebick, and the list goes on of guys that I could continue to go down and name, and uh, Kevin Surratt, and the guys, just the character guys that we've had in this room, Robbie Sandrock, uh, it just... That's the mindset you need. You need to, you need players like that that uh, that don't allow us to take a night off on the road. And um, and if you do, you have to bounce back and you have to get back on your horse and and and, and correct that wrong. Let's bring it into the rink on Sunday. Um, we've got a few questions coming in from Twitter. We've got a load of questions coming in from Twitter, to be honest with you. Probably one of the biggest returns we've had. But one here from Mark Jamison at Marco General saying, during that third period where the guys were battling for each other, how much did you wish you were out there with them? Um, you know what? I haven't had a whole lot of time to wish I was out on the ice. I mean, obviously, I missed the game and I missed playing and I missed wearing a jersey, but if there's ever, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't lie that, uh, I was slowing down as a player and, uh, my body was, was taking a beating after years of what I've done to it. And, um, so I understand that yeah, if there was a right time to, to step into this position, uh, for the club and for me, it was now. And, um, I wasn't, you know, if I'm going to do something, I need to jump into it and I can't have one foot in, one foot out. And, I, to be honest, I just haven't had a whole lot of time to 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 really miss playing because you're so involved in the coaching side of it. So uh, when I'm sitting there watching our players play the way they played in third period in, in a championship game uh, on the road, you're just proud and you're just you're just happy for them and happy for what's going to happen after that game and and the memories that are going to be made and that were made and. You just soak up that moment, and, and to be honest with you, it's, it is one of the reasons why I took that last time out. There's, I wanted them to soak this up and 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 really take it all in with what is happening, you know, because it can fly by you quick, and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, you, you've won a championship, but you don't even really know what happened because it all, it all, you can all get lost in the moment. So I wanted everybody to make sure that they soak that up and 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 take it, and I think it can really propel us into being an even better team going forward. Adam was lucky enough to be there, obviously, on Sunday, um, and you know witnessed a, a, a fantastic performance by your team, and everybody stepped up, and you, you, you were looking for a full team effort, you were looking for a full team buy-in, and you definitely 100% got that. Absolutely. I mean, you look at 
<clears throat> you know, I don't think anybody would have thought all, all uh, or at least, I don't know how many it was, five of the goals came from uh, you know, guys that are, are not on the board every night. And, you know, I think the guys that you would expect that are always doing goal scoring, uh, you know, they found ways to help out and play solid defensively and chip. Like everybody bought into to the game plan. Everybody was was great on the night and and played for the badge and that was the difference and I think uh, we we needed to play that way and I, I said before the game and Carlos does those things so if you want to beat them you better do them too and and then obviously uh, I thought I thought our, our, I thought we just still played them you know I thought uh, as the game went on we found our legs we got over that first period they could have. Uh, really turned the tide in the first period. I thought with a couple, you know, we were we were giving them too many chances, too many odd men rushes. But I, th- I still thought we were playing well. We just we just gave up too much. Um, I think from the second period, uh, obviously they they had uh, a couple chances to go up by a couple goals after that power play goal and Jackson whistle made some very timely and, and massive saves. And um, I I have watched the game back already today and. And you can pinpoint which saves, uh, you know, ultimately win us the game because, you know, they score another one. They go up by 3-1, 4-1. All of a sudden, you know, the momentum swifts in their, their way in a hurry. And um, so, I mean, there's so many moments throughout that game where you can say that that, that, that was a key factor in us winning. And, and it doesn't come down to just the goals or just the big saves. There's lots of... Pucks that went out uh, at, at good times and guys making big block shots and guys battling. I mean, it was, it was great to see. and It's a great teaching tool for for me as a coach and for the team uh, going forward. And I said that before, I mean, obviously, we're going to enjoy this and let them enjoy it and for as long as possible here. And then we're going to refocus and go again on Saturday and then obviously Sunday and, and continue to build now for the playoffs and and obviously the conference trophy is still there. You know, we have, uh, like we're tied right now with, with Cardiff. They have, uh, two games in hand, maybe, or a game in hand and two games, yeah. Um, two games in hand, but, uh, they have to play Sheffield three times and, and us twice. So you just never know. I mean, you just want to, you want to have, you want to have big games here and build towards going into the playoffs and we'll see what happens with the conference. Um, but, uh, certainly we took a big step in the right direction. Uh, on Sunday with, with turning the tide and, and how, how we play and, and learning to play in big games like that and learning to, to play with a lead and, and learning to close teams out. And, uh, watching that third period was great because you could tell how frustrated, uh, the Cardiff Devils were trying to get in and get some quality scoring chances to get back into the game. They shortened their bench as well coming into that, into that third period. Did you pick on just try to push them on that? No, I mean, you know what? I didn't even notice it, uh, to be honest. Yeah, I was very confident just rolling our lines and, uh, you know, whoever was going out, we were just playing. There was not, I wouldn't look, we had last change and, and I wasn't looking to match. You know, they, they have, um, they, they roll 11 for the most part and, and it's a very capable 11 that, that, that can make you pay, um, at any time. So, you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing with at that point. You know, that obviously off face-offs and stuff, you can make some adjustments. But you know, in in you know, in the course of the game, when when you change on the fly, our guys got to be prepared for who you're out there against. It was my mentality, and 
um, everybody stepped up to the challenge and, and they got the job done. And now like we asked, they said they can walk out of their champions and they, they did that. You talk about the, the performance in the third period. Their coach, it was, it was we, some people maybe thought we would have sat back and tried to absorb, but we went on, on the attack too and took the game to Cardiff, got those couple of goals. And there's a question in here from Twitter and Stevie Thompson was, what was the message to the players during that second period break about playing with a lead? Well, we wanted to control the game. You know, we we didn't want to give them any uh, any chances, any real chances to gain momentum. And the ways to do that is to play in their zone. You know, play in the offensive zone, control control the puck possession, control. You know, you can make choice. You make choices when you have the puck. You know, where is it going to go? Who? What am I, am I going to try and force a play here? Am I going to put this deep in behind? Make Cardiff go all the way back to behind their goal line. Or am I going to turn it over at the blue line and they can quick transition? Because that's exactly what they do. They transition really fast. And when they get cycling on you and they get first to pucks, uh, they tire you out. And then you get the puck. And then what do you do? You you dump it in and you change. And so you have no chance to to gain any momentum. And, and I thought that's exactly what we did to them. And it was great to see. Like I said, I said before in the after, the post-match interviews, it was a clinical performance in the third period, and you know I thought bar those two power play goals that they are obviously have a very good power play. You know, uh, five on five, I thought we were excellent. We've got another one coming in here from Twitter, Duncan Baxter. And one thing, it's something that's been floating around in social media since, well, since the game ended. And it's to do, he says, well, first of all, he says, well, as a lot of people said, thank you and the team for Sunday night as it was brilliant. But how did you and the guys feel about Cardiff Devils intro video? Did, or did your team speak for you? Um, it, it did seem a bit know, arrogant from some of our point of views. I haven't, I've seen it since, but I, I didn't see it at the time. I, to be honest, I was still in the dressing room. You know, we, we were, uh, I'm not sure what I was doing in there. I was, we were discussing something before we went out to the coaching staff. And I know that it's, it takes a while for, uh, you know, the, the intro videos and all that stuff. So we were just, you know, I didn't see the video, but, uh, I, I can certainly tell you that a few of the players voiced their opinion on it to me. So, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, I think if they win the game, it probably it's probably a great video for them, and because they don't win, everybody wants to say that uh, it had a factor. It certainly would have had a factor in giving our guys a little extra um, adrenaline, maybe motivation. Uh, uh, seeing uh, our team on there from last season, and uh, in, in regards to the respect, uh, obviously, I think that uh, you know that was taken out of context with with Derek. Derek. You know, he does that every single game with the, the foot stomp, and and he didn't realize thought that the, the uh, anthem was over, and you know, I, but that's sport, right? People, like, you, you want to create uh, rivalries, and, and that's certainly one way to do it. So, um, you know, did it have an impact on the game, maybe a little bit, um, but uh, I mean, like I said, we didn't need any extra motivation going into that game. I, we, we knew exactly what we needed to do, and and the way we wanted to approach the game, another another road game, and the day guys did exactly that. You know, we got there late, we had no time. We pretty much were rushed into warm ups, and uh, you know, maybe that, that not the extra time to think about it, sit and think about a championship game. We just we just got there. I was watching guys tape their sticks fast, 
do their warm-ups real quick and get on the ice. And um, I I think that benefits us. You know, you're not sitting in your stall thinking about what's coming and, and, and oh, man, I, I hope I don't get scored against. I hope I don't take a penalty. I hope I don't do this. It was more just get myself ready to go, and then we'd go. And, and that's that's what we've been doing all year on the road. We wanted to just get there, get the job done, and get out of there. And, and the guys did that. Coach, with we talk at, at times on the on the podcast about team, teams reflecting the coach's style, and you know we talk about Doug Christensen's team where his, his team was quite defensive, and and you're the coach of uh, the highest scoring team in Giants history. How have you, you know, as a, as a scorer through your career, how have you reflected that into this team? I don't know. I think the team you recruit is is the style that you play. I mean. Um, we did recruit a team that wants to play with, with passion and, and we step outside the lines a lot of the times because we play with such passion and it's been, uh, it's been hard work trying to rein our guys in at times for sure. I thought, uh, for the most part, we did a great job on Sunday. So, you know, that passion and that, uh, that, and passion is a big thing. You know, I watched the game back and we talked a lot about, uh, determination and, and passion and I thought the team that we recruited you know has a, has that in abundance and I uh, obviously you know, it's something that I, I pride myself on as a player as well and um, I didn't have a whole lot of talent so I needed to find other ways to to contribute and um, you know if that rubs off on you know the way that I coach then that's great but you know, I think a lot of that work was done with recruitment and, and picking guys that, that we know compete uh, extremely hard, and when when push comes to shove, and our backs against the wall, and a championship game, you know that they're going to come out and they're going to battle, and they're going to they're going to push through uh, tough times, and, and it paid off for us on Sunday. Adam, I don't think we can let you go without mentioning the fans at the weekend. Um, you know that that arena was was filled out with Cardiff Devils fans at a nine to one ratio. You certainly didn't notice it from where I was standing. And, uh, you know, I would say there's quite a few people getting into work today um, from uh, that weekend who won't be able to talk. I know you had a, a bit of a croaky voice after it as well, and I've still got a bit of a croaky voice myself, but um, our fans were absolutely outstanding. Yeah, they were, they were amazing, you know, and, and I really was hoping that that game and, and our flight got off uh, <clears throat> the way it did because, obviously, if... If we had missed our flight or our flight got canceled or, or delayed too long, you know, that game wouldn't have went ahead. And, um, you know, the gamble that the, 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 our fans took getting there and leaving, uh, you know, 36 hours in advance. And, uh, said before is Joel Mule ended up coming from Mexico. I mean, um, crazy. It, it really is. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's a, a dedication to their, to their team, to their city. And, and I'm just extremely happy that our guys showed up and did them proud and, and they got to be there and be a part of it. And, and the people that weren't there to watch it, got to watch it on the webcast. And um, I watched the webcast back and I thought it was really done really well by them. And um, great, uh, a great watch for people at home as well in the comforts of their own home. I mean, the whole experience was, was great. And I thought that uh, the Cardiff Devils organization did a great job after um Really allowing the Belfast Giants team to to celebrate in style and celebrate, and, and that all comes down to to uh, 
you know, memories that are made. You're in that moment. You're never going to get that moment back. And um, I was happy the way that that, they, that it happened. And, and uh, you know, with the champagne bottles and all that, everything was uh, given and, and set up uh, perfectly by Todd. So uh, very thankful for that. And it's the professionalism of them, I, you know, not to... I don't think they needed to give us that money or whatever, but it certainly um, speaks volumes of, of Todd and, and um, respect he has for this organization as well. So, um, but no, I mean, there's 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 plenty of people to thank, and, and certainly um, the Teal Army and, and the the support staff of the Belfast Giants is, is on the top of that list. And, um, no, I'm, I'm actually, uh, something I didn't say in any of the, the, um, interviews after was, you know, I, I'm extremely happy and, and, uh, happy for, for Steve Thornton as well. I mean, he's been here for, mm-hmm. for the four year drought and, and built a lot of really good hockey teams there that just, just fell short of, of trophies and, and, uh, extremely happy right now that we were able to get a team that, that, got it done and, and the season's not over and there's still trophies available so who knows where this can go but as well obviously thank, thank, thankful for you guys you know you, this, you know the stats that I get sent to me the videos that you guys do the countless work you do um, in the media and, and, and the webcast and, and, and connecting the fans to us and um, I think it's it's amazing that we have that uh, on hand when in that type of professionalism from you guys and um, I know that I think Simon got a medal, um, but uh, Brooks, he informed me we, we got two, we got a couple more for you guys to to be handed <laughs> out to you guys when you get when you get to Belfast or whenever we can get them to you. So uh, we wanted to let you know that as well. Wow. Well, well, thank you very much, mate. Listen, as I, as I said to you before, it's it's very easy for us to do what we do when you guys are are, are bringing in the trophies and performing like the, the game was on Sunday. We thank you very much for tonight. I know we've taken a bit more time than than you had available, so thanks very much for your time. Obviously, one last question would be that uh, <clears throat> after the celebrations are done, we've got at least two more trophies to go for here. It's it's straight back to work. Yeah, I mean, I've already begun to work today and, um, you know, tomorrow, uh, it's, we're going to have an optional skate and, um, and then Thursday it's, it's right back to work and we'll skate Thursday, we'll skate Friday, we'll skate Saturday morning and then, you know, we, we prepare. We had, a, we had some guys that were licking some wounds after a big championship game. So I, you know, giving some guys some time to recover and, and now we've got a, you know, see where we're at bodies wise going into the weekend. So yeah, it's certainly back to work now and, um, try to start, start to refocus on, on building towards a, a strong playoff run and getting back to consistently playing that way. Thanks for your time, coach. Congratulations. No, no problem, guys. Thank you. So let's go from the head coach to the man of the match. Uh, Matt Toe joining us on the line. How are you doing, mate? Very well. Thank you. What a night. What a fantastic performance. And, uh, well, I think I was going to say Cardiff were your first elite league team. It was the Sheffield was sort of, but Cardiff was the first team you probably played for in the, uh, in, in the elite league. And there you go into Cardiff and you take that trophy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, um, Cardiff really where it started for me in the elite league. And I, I played there for three years and to go into their place and, and play against a team as good as the Cardiff Devils like we did last night and to win the trophy was, was uh, an amazing experience and probably the best of my career. 
Toei, obviously the weekend, you know, on Sunday, it was uh, it was just a fantastic. It, it was a brilliant game for a neutral as well. And I know there was a lot of people watching on the webcast, which was done by Ice Time TV. But you know, when you got the, the opportunity to get out there on a regular shift, which in fairness you haven't really been getting uh, in the last few weeks, and then you come up with another big goal um, in front of the, the Cardiff Devils fans, you just seemed to love playing there. Oh, for sure, for sure, it's. Uh been doing pretty well when we play against Cardiff so um, now it's like you said I've, I've not played as much as I'd, I'd like but it is the way it is at the minute and uh, when Kiefer does put me out there I've just got to keep things simple and uh, and do the little things right and fortunately for, for our line it, it seemed like we could do no wrong on, on Sunday and uh, you know Steve Saviano uh, Jonathan Thilland and John Kurtz are all great players to play with and uh, really enjoying getting the opportunity to play with them Toy happy hunting ground, as you say. Um, Ice Arena Wheels, I think three goals there this season now. And, um, you know, when you look back on a career, hopefully in, in many years to come, a game winning goal in a championship, did I see you sneaking off after the final whistle to grab a puck as well? Is that something you're going to treasure looking back on the career? Oh, I gave that to Blake Wheels. So, All right, um, Yeah, I did pick it up. But it, now, and even before going into the game, you obviously think about it. <laughs> and you. Yeah, hope you have premonitions of scoring or just playing well, sort of thing, and winning the trophy. And uh, it, it just all seemed to fall into place for us on Sunday. And like you said, I'll uh, I'll look back on this this experience and and the guys that I did it with uh, for many years to come, and it, it it really is a highlight. Seventy. You, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry Paddy, I'm just going to follow that up. Do, is that something you do, Toy? Like, I know I, I do it at times with football. You know, visualization of, of positive thoughts of what's going to happen. I'm going to get myself in front of that, or I'm, you know, I'm, I'm going to take the opportunities that come that way. Does that help boost your confidence in going into the game? Yeah, I think so, and I think a lot of people do it as well. And uh, even before when the national anthem's going on, you're thinking about what you've got to do to to be successful. Um, and it is just get the puck to the net, you know. It, it, uh, goals win games, and uh, fortunately we were in the right spots at the right times. Sunday there, and uh, even the pass from Steve Phelps to Saviano, I didn't have to do much. I just put it, put my stick there, and it was incredible. But yeah, no, it does does really help uh, prepare you for a game. Bit crooky there, mate. You alright? Uh, a few too many shandies. <laughs> the seven, seven, seven days previous, you were in that very same place, and it didn't go our way. In fact, it was quite a difficult game. What was the difference in those seven days? What was the difference on Sunday compared to the week before? It's, um, you know, it's a one-off game, and, and I know it is their home rink, and there, there is a little advantage, eh? but it, it's a one-off game. you just got to go out, eat some, and do your job, and uh, that's what we did, and that's what we emphasised in, in training, is uh, we're a quick team, and we needed to speed things up a little bit. And it, um, I think the first period they they did dominate us, so we, we were fortunate to come out just just by the one goal there. But um, for the second and third periods, we really turned it up and we got into the groove and didn't look back. The way the last one for me is uh, championship challenge cup champion and uh, sharing the time with those teammates of yours in that dressing room after the game. Uh, what was the the feeling like between the group? Just amazing, really. We'd uh, we'd said all year that we're after after trophies, and um, like we said, I think the league looks a little bit far away at the minute. But we uh, we put ourselves into contention, playing the Cardiff Devils in, in the final there, and the boys were just just so happy for one another. You know, we'd uh, we've had a tough year with injuries and suspensions and all that, but it just seemed to come come right at the right time. And uh, yeah, it was uh, a good couple of days for sure. 
And Toy, not bad for someone who retired from the game several years ago. <laughs> I, I said that to Nice last night, and we had a laugh. But yeah, you know, um, I'd always said if Belfast wanted me to play, then I'd, I'd play. And I think the message kind of got mixed up a little bit that I was retiring. And then, um, to be honest, from Belfast's point of view, I'd been in the league below, and they didn't really know if uh, I was still able to, you know, compete at this level. But got the opportunity last year, and uh, like, like I said, just having a look back and really loving it again. We've just had your head coach, Adam Keefe, on just before you. What was his attitude? What did you take from him in those period breaks going into the game? Uh, he was, before the game, he was getting pretty worked up. You could see how much it means to him. And uh, like the speech before the game, he got all the balls going on the team. He uh, calmed us down a little bit. And, you know, we had we had a great start to the third period, I believe, with the power play. So it was just a lot of, a lot of tactics and what we could do in, do a little bit better, but you know, it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm obviously good friends with Adam, and I'm really pleased that he's, he's been able to bring the trophy home for the you know the fans of Belfast. That it's been long overdue. Toy, the coach was talking there, and he says, you know, he took his time out towards the end of the game just to talk to the lads and just say, you know, guys, this is a championship. You've you, you know, this game's over. You've won. Take the time to savor the moment. Let it sink in because. Don't let it pass you by. You know, it's very easy to let these big moments and you look back and go, what actually happened there? You know, for a rookie coach and, and a guy who must have been involved in the emotion himself, it was a classy wee touch. For sure. For sure, it was amazing. And, you know, he's he is a first-year coach, but he's been a leader uh, his entire career and he's won trophies along the way. So it's it's good for, for him to do that for us. And it, it like, I know I've been reading Riles' comments. That third period just seemed to take forever. We weren't, like, in full control. And I looked and I think it was like 12, 30 minutes ago and it just seemed to be the longest period ever. But, you know, it was uh, it was good to be involved in and I'm really pleased. I was just about to ask a question about the fans, which I will in a second, but one of what I'll ask is Ashley Tate has come in to a couple of games, you know, he's been called upon and he's, and he's, and he's stood up for the guys. But another trophy in his cabinet. What was he like in the dressing room before the game? He was great. Ash just comes straight in and, and even from a... He doesn't get to train with us, but he's so smart and he's been there. He's done it. We can just throw him out, and you know he's going to do do the smart, simple plays. So he's been a great addition when you know when we're down on bodies, and he's got that veteran experience. So he watches the game and he'll uh, he'll have chats with guys on the bench and stuff and in the locker room. And he was saying to me that's his eleventh trophy, I believe. So uh, quite the career. But I'm, I've known Ash a long time too, and I'm glad that I could win a trophy with with him. And uh, like we asked uh, Adam Keefe, we'll ask yourself that quite a few Belfast Giants fans travelled over. They were still heavily outnumbered, but they made themselves heard. Oh, it was amazing. It really was. To them, like you hear about some of the journeys just to get over because of the, the travel disruption. It's it really is incredible, and it shows how much it means to them. And like I've said, it's it, it is for the fans, and uh, I can't wait to get the, the trophy back. Um, on the weekend for, for the people that weren't able to make it and I'm, I'm sure the rest of the boys are really up for that Well mate listen congratulations a great game winning goal and a well deserved man of the match it's, it's back to work against the clan and the Panthers this weekend but uh, but time enough to savour what's a fantastic championship win For sure thank you very much There is another trophy to be handed out this week, and that is the Player of the Month Award sponsored by Phonicab. 604 votes this month, and it was one of the tightest races yet. So, the results are... 
with 21% of the vote, Jonathan Furland. With 22% of the vote, number 22, Kevin Rain. With 25% of the vote, Spiro Galakis. But the winner and the player of the month for February with 32% of the vote is number 12, Steve Saviano. Four assists in the Challenge Cup final for Steve Saviano. And he also this weekend will pick up his second A View From The Bridge Player of the Month award sponsored by Phonacab. Congratulations to him. And thanks to all of you who cast your vote. Congratulations to Steve Saviano, who is the February Player of the Month. I didn't bring him up in our discussion earlier, our lengthy discussion on the Challenge Cup, um, for the very simple reason that I knew we'd be talking about him now, season. Saviano with four assists on the night and uh, and, uh, well-deserving of this February Player of the Month award. Absolutely brilliant. You know, again, I voted for Furley. Um, I thought Furley was great for February, but, uh, you know, the, the fans have spoken in numbers. And uh, they chose Steve Saviano. So congratulations to him. I think it's he's the second player that's the second time winner, isn't that right? Indeed, he is after Jackson Whistle. You know, so great effort. Like again, you seen on Sunday night what he's capable of. The wee man's just relentless, absolutely relentless. You know, he, he he's five foot seven and he hits, finishes every single check, every one of them. He blocks shots. He plays on the short hand. He plays in the power play. Uh, he's just a Top, top lad. You wouldn't be the nicer. If you speak to everybody in the dressing room, Steve Salviano's the man. So uh, congratulations to him. Well deserved. And uh, there's still uh, another trophy, another month up for grabs. So you never know, he may make a hat trick. David. Paddy, I often have said in the past who my favourite penalty killer of all time for the Belfast Giants was. You can remind me. It's George Wada. George Wada, I thought, was fantastic on the penalty kill for the Belfast Giants. Steve Salviano, for me, is right up there. With George Awada in terms of his his work rate and his ethics on the on the penalty kill, sensational for us. He had another good month. Some of the other guys as well. Uh, it, was, it was another one. There's been some difficult months where it's hard to nail your colours to the mass. But you know the people have spoken, and and Sav becomes two time winner, and uh, and very very well deserved. Delighted for him. Absolutely, a fantastic weekend from a fantastic month for him. He'll hopefully receive that trophy in, on Saturday against the Brayhead clan. And thanks to everybody, there's over 600 people, 700 people who, who cast their vote on this month's Player of the Month award. And thanks to Phonacab for their support on providing the trophy. Let's move ahead, lads, to a quick around the league because we're going to fire through. Um, First up, we're going to dispel a, a rumour. Uh, there was rumours firing around Twitter at the minute, and there were other people are talking about it, about the return of the Newcastle Vipers. I believe this stemmed from a comment that was put on the Metro Radio Arena Wikipedia page. We've had a look into it. It seems like it's all bluff, and that they actually haven't spoken to, let's say, a, a member of the Elite League board. They haven't even applied to uh, haven't even applied to be in the league as much as I'd like to see the Vipers back in the league. And I have a lot of friends up there who are, you know very, what's the word, passionate hockey fans. Uh, unfortunately, it may be a good while before we see any elite league hockey in the North East. Um, moving on, Milton Keynes, we just spoke about him. Obviously, Pete Russell had already said that he is moving on from the Milton Keynes, that he won't be taking over. Who is taking over is the former New Jersey Devils and Toronto Maple Leafs assistant coach, Doug Mackay. Um, he'll be taking over as general manager and head coach in 2018-19 season. Um it's an interesting appointment, Davey. It's it's interesting in, in as much as 
this league has been very parochial for 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 a long yeah. time. It, it promotes from within generally, and I uh, we spoke last week about the opportunities, especially with Nottingham. You know, Courtney moving on from there, Pete Russell moving on, that there would be be opportunities for maybe players that are in assistant roles at the minute to step up and take big jobs on. But you know, they have gone and. You know, he's came in. He's in Poland the last time I think he was working. He's been had a had a while off, I think. But um, you know, a guy with a lot of head coach experience through through European leagues and Netherlands, Italy, even back on the coast as well. And you know, Switzerland. He's been around the block. He's coming in. He's what? What age is of a, of a guy? Is he? Okay, it's sixty-four, so he's, he's no. Um, chicken. I didn't like to say that, Paddy, but you know he's coming <laughs> in. Let's let's say he's a veteran. He's coming with a lot of experience. You know, he's assistant head coach at the and uh, at the least at the Devils back in the day in the big show. So you know, a guy with a lot of experience. It'll be interesting to see what uh, what way they recruit next season. Um, you know, wh- whether he'll be involved in that or whether he'll just be giving the team to coach. So um, big appointment. You say back in the day, it's not half. It was thirty six years since he's been when he, when he first took the job as assistant coach of the Toronto Maple Leafs. So it's like, like yes, I agree. You, you do. The headline is that it is a, a former Toronto Maple Leafs and New Jersey Devils coach, but it's a long time ago. Says your thoughts? Again, I said I thought it was uh, strange that when the point was right, when the announcement was made about Pete leaving, and even I think it's even stranger, you know, announcing that there's a new coach coming in with still. Potentially five, well, four sticks of the season left, and you know the fact I just waited another month and, and give Pete um, the opportunity to finish the season, you know, without any pressure to a certain extent as well. But um, you know, I know he's pushing on for potentially uh, getting that eighth place. I think it's maybe a long shot for him the way it is now. But um, look again, you know, it's good to see that they're they're looking further afield, and um, and you know, Davies touched on uh, maybe bringing somebody in who's an assistant role or. Obviously, Corey's going to be looking for a job, and um, and uh, you never know. Potentially, other coaches around the league might be looking for a job due to not having good enough seasons. So, it's um, yeah, it's it's, it's a strange one, but I, I would say I wish him the best of luck. But it'd be land. I'm, I'm looking at his uh, at his coaching record here before we move on, and there's some some belters of teams that he that he coached in the Netherlands. The Gunko Pandas of uh, of Rotterdam was one, but the one that really sticks out in the year 2000 2001, he was head coach of the Al Capone Flames of Amsterdam. I've never heard of that before. The Al Capone Flames. <laughs> it seems to have been the uh, the, the note is he did 2000 2001 uh, in the Netherlands. So uh, yeah, well, let's see what he, what he brings when he comes in. It'd be in, like like you say, David. The league league has been parochial. We, you know, other than maybe Derek Walser for ourselves, you know, it's it's rare that we bring. Well, I suppose Paul Eddy, but he was in outside of the, he was out um, in the league before. Uh, but it's very rare that we don't bring in the elite league coaches that are don't already have elite league experience. You know, Chuck Weber did all right. Paul Gardner at the clan is the last one I can remember outside of that. Um, who else? What do you call your guy who's the player coach at the Steelers and one? Oh, he went on to Cincinnati. Um, ben Simon. Ben Simon. You Although know. he came, he was a player first of all. Wasn't he came, he? And he was, I think, he was being player coach. Well, don't forget, we've got John Tripp. John Tripp, of course, you will be hearing from later in the show. <laughs> well done, sis. Well done. Nice done. Well, actually, that's what we'll move on to, actually, because we'll, we'll fire through and look ahead to this weekend because it is back to work for the uh, Challenge Cup champions in the Belfast Giants. And the next team that come in are the Brayhead clan coming in Saturday at 7 p.m. And earlier on, I had that chance to talk to the head coach, John Tripp. Back to Elite League action for the Belfast Giants this weekend. And first up, it's the Brayhead clan who come in 
to the SSE on Saturday. Joining me on the line is the head coach of the Brayhead clan, John Tripp. How are you, mate? I'm doing well, thank you. It's been a, you're in a battle right now, aren't you? It's been an interesting few weeks. You got that fantastic win over the Sheffield Steelers last weekend. Um, what are your take on how you've been? You know, you've, this is your first year in the league, but coming into this battle, how are you set up? Well, we've been hot and cold. Uh, consistency's been a, an issue for us. The in the last few weeks, we, we, we started off good, but then we took a bit of a, a dip. And, uh, you know, in this point of the year, it's something we really shouldn't have done. And if, if we do not make playoffs, there's probably, it could have been one of the, one of the weekends that we wish we could get back. That being said, we're moving forward and we played some good hockey against Sheffield and preparing ourselves for a game tomorrow against, uh, Edinburgh and then, uh, against Belfast and then another game on Sunday. The initiative is in your hands. You're sitting in eighth place. You have a game in hand over the the Coventry players who have the same amount of points, but you've got you've got more regulation wins. So the ball really is in your court. Well, I wouldn't say the ball is anyone's court. In anyone's court, anything can happen. I mean, you know, you you uh, you know, the players have the they make their own destiny, and uh, you know, it's up to them to to get the job done and you know we just try to guide them and give them a, an outlay and a plan of what we want and they just have to follow through and do it and hopefully the the pieces fall together what do you think well, how have you found this season you know you say you were going hot and cold when you came into the elite league obviously coming from germany it was a bit fresh for you how have you found you, you find your feet in the elite league well i've enjoyed it it's good hockey here uh you know i came with a purpose to 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 be a coach and to learn a lot and i have learned a lot so it's been a good a good step forward for myself um, in respect to how the how the how we've developed as a team or how it's gone. It hasn't been the way we wanted. We did start recruitment late, and me taking the job was also later than probably what we we sh- would have liked. Uh, so there's nothing we can do about that. So we, we we've done the best we can, and you know we've gone through a lot of injuries this year, but there's other teams that have as well. So we can't really. You know, sit and you know, blame blame stuff like that. It just it's, it, it it just means it's an opportunity for the other players to step up. And uh, but all in all, if I look back, it was uh, you know for it's been a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. Uh, like I said, it's great hockey, and it's uh, it was a great learning curve for myself. You mentioned injuries there. Obviously, the news came out today about Tyler Schofield taking that upper body injury and being out for the rest of the season. You do have the option of bringing in Ryan Petulny, but the injuries are something that's just difficult. Well, it's part of the game. Uh, there's nothing you can do. You can't, you know, see these things coming. And I mean, Belfast had their slew of injuries as well. And look how they've done. So there's no excuses. Uh, we do have enough imports. We're playing with full imports. We have one extra. So with uh, Tyler Schofield being out, even though it's uh, it does hurt us, he brings a lot of speed and he's a good player for us. It's uh, there's there's more nice time for other players, and you know we still have a, a full lineup. Like I say, you're sitting in that eighth spot. You've got this final run in. How are you guys psyched for this for this battle against the likes of Dundee and Coventry for that place? Well, we we we've, uh, we're taking it game by game, and our next big opportunity is tomorrow, and against Edinburgh at home. So it's uh, you know it's must wins now. We have seven games left. We need to win five of them, I believe, to to solidify you know the last spot. And it's going to be tough. Dundee and Coventry play each other two more times still, and. You know, watching the ticker right now, and Dundee's up in, in Nottingham 3-1, which I don't think a lot of people mm. would see that coming. But the game's not over. We'll find out later tonight. Uh, so, it's uh, either way, it's, it's, we got our work cut out for us, but uh, I'm looking forward to it. And, I mean, 
life's all about challenges and if you can't take a challenge then you know you're 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 in trouble before i just ask you before i ask you about the forthcoming weekend against belfast i just want to take a wee bit of a side note and you're a former german international and obviously we've just had the the winter olympics take place in pyeongchang and germany reaching all the way to the final and getting that silver that silver medal probably something that a few people expected going into the tournament but it was a hell of a hell of a performance for them oh it was very nice very good to see there's you know, I probably played with half half those guys in the national team, and then the other guys I know just from being around the league. So I was pretty excited for them. Uh, it's nice to see it. It could be one of those once in a chance lifetimes. I mean, you know, history is made, and then legends were born. So in Germany, that's a big thing for them. Um, you know, it, it shows that with the, without the NHL guys, it puts everyone on a on a different standard and it puts uh, brings the lower teams up a little higher, and it le- levels the the field out a little bit there. So it was nice to see. And, uh, you know, I, I think it was great hockey. I think without the NHL players, the, the Olympics can still put on a good show. Uh, so, but to get, but to get silver was, uh, was something special. And, uh, you know, I'm pretty proud of that. How much of a sort of an advertisement do you think that was for the likes of the DEL and, and the talent that it has there? I think for everything, for the Olympics, for Germany, uh, for anybody that, you know, was down about NHL players not being out there. I mean, the ratings were through the roof for the final game because Germany was playing so well. And not to mention there's 80 million people in Germany. So, yeah. uh, I, I bet there's a major part of, of that, uh, coming from ratings coming from there. So, but, uh, you know, I, I think it put a lot of excitement. As long as it's good hockey, people are happy. It's all they want to see is good hockey. Sure, it's nice to see the names. Names make the game, but, uh, it's uh, those things happen, and we'll see going forward. But uh, definitely for Germany, it was a big step for them. What's interesting you say that? Do you think it added a new dynamic not having those NHL players? Do you think it added a positive dynamic not having the NHL stars there? Oh, for sure. I mean, one thing about Germany too is that where I always said they had the advantages. A lot of those guys play together; they're all playing in the same league. The national team tends to keep a lot of the same guys through a a lengthy period so with that it brings together a little bit more chemistry and the guys are used to each other they know what to expect and uh you know with the other teams even though you could put probably five or six olympic gold medal teams from canada they don't play together they don't play on the big ice not everybody knows each mm-hmm. other so it, uh you know chemistry is everything with the team it's not just taking the names and putting them together it's you really got a bond and uh, they got a really special thing we've always had a good thing in that dressing room and i thought that's what uh, gave us a lot of success Let's bring you back to the league and back to the Brayhead clan. Obviously, I said you've got you've said you've got this game tomorrow against the Edinburgh Capitals, and then you come over for the final time this season to the SSE Arena. What are you expecting when you come over to Belfast? Well, I expect a hard game. They're playing a lot better pace and a higher tempo than they had when we last played there. Uh, I think it's a really nice arena, good fan base, and uh, it was a really exciting game. So I'm expecting the same the same thing, especially when the the points mean so much to us right now. We want to get in if. If we don't come in hungry, then uh, we have something wrong with us. Well, that game is on Saturday at 7pm at the SSE Arena. You can get tickets or follow it on Belfast Giants TV. John, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much. Thanks very much to John. Uh, Yes, the game's 7pm on Saturday against the Clan and Sunday 4pm against the Nottingham Panthers. Um, quick chat about those two games. Mostly, the, I think the Nottingham one says one of the, one of the things we're going forward for now is the, uh, is the uh, Earhart Conference. Uh, we have three games remaining, two against the Cardiff Devils and one against the Nottingham Panthers that we play at home on Sunday. Um, the, the clan game 
means more to the clan than it does to us in the grand scheme of things, I'd say. But it still is a matter of momentum. But the Panthers game, if we want to be in with a chance, we need to win all three games in this against our conference rivals. And I guess we also have to hope that the Sheffield Steelers take a couple of points or at least one point off the Cardiff Devils. But this game on Sunday still means something. It does. And again, you want to finish the season uh, strong and go down the stretch with another, what is it, another eight games or nine games left in the league? Eight games. You know, so you want to finish it strong, get into the playoffs. uh, And, you know, it obviously starts with Bray out on Saturday. Uh, Nottingham, Sunday, it's not going to be easy. You know, the Panthers are are, uh, chasing for for more wins. um, Didn't win the night. No, I was was just about to throw that in there. So they can be beat by the Dundee Stars at home tonight. So, you know, that, that's going to hurt them as well. So um, I'd like to see, I'll have a look on Twitter, what the, the uh, Panthers fans are thinking about that tonight, you know, probably, you know, looking to throw their season tickets away next season. So um, it'll be interesting to see uh, how Sunday comes along. But again, after winning the trophy, the boys will be feeling confident, um, but they'll be concentrating on Saturday. Adam will get them refocused on the Wednesday or Thursday for for Saturday's game, and um, and then once Saturday's over, you know, he takes a game at a time, and he'll move on to the Nottingham Panthers. But yeah, I'd like to think the Panthers are going to be coming in here. They're not an easy team to beat. We already know that. You know, they beat us a couple of times this season. Uh, they beat us at home already this season as well. So uh, if we play the way we can play, and I'll tell you what, if we play, if we play the way we played on Sunday night, it'll be four-point weekend. David? I suppose the the focus is going to be on on building a little bit of momentum and uh, towards those playoffs and and trying to seal this conference. You know, Sheffield and, and Nottingham can't win the conference. Um, I'm not sure it's 100 percent mathematically possible with a, a whole lot of you know Devils and, and Giants don't win another game in the conference, but they have to play each other, so that's you know that's impossible. So I think mathematically they are right of it. So it's it's between Belfast and and Cardiff for who's going to take that top spot in the Earhart and. You know, we, I want that. I want that as a fan. I think the club would want that for for this to, to be more success this season. So, the the game against the Panthers this weekend is probably more critical. The clan are still pushing to, you know, to seal that. What were they two, four, six? So they're sitting eighth at the minute. You know, Coventry Blaze is still sort of on their tail, and the Dundee Stars look like they're come on strong but maybe just too late and the Milton Keynes look like they're like they're right of it let's be honest so they're still it's going to mean a lot to the clan they haven't traditionally done particularly well against us in Belfast but they've give give us the old the odd bloody nose so you know they're, they're going to have to be treated with a lot of respect we're, we're coming off Sunday night's game and and probably a week a weekend and a few days of a bit of excess but you know the coaches said earlier in the show there you know he's going to have skated the boys and uh They'll be prepared for Saturday night and ready to go. But I think Sunday is is the big game. We we really need to double down on Sunday and make sure we take the, the victory there. Saturday, 7 p.m., Brayhead clan at the SSE. Sunday, 4 p.m., Nottingham Panthers at the SSE. And if he gets his voice back, Sis will be behind the mic for both of them. Uh, you get them on Belfast Giants TV. Who's going to be beside you, Sis? I don't know yet, Matt. Um, it just depends with the, the guys coming back to health. and It just really depends on who Adam... Um, well, he gives him a healthy scratch, or or uh, once guys doing, um, you know, getting treatment b- before the game to try and make him prepare for the next one. So I honestly don't know who or who we've got at the minute. I see Murphy's well, back on that's, this. That's another thing through the next few weeks, Simon. You know, we're we're now in the position that we're we're out of the league. The games that aren't conference games, there's maybe an opportunity there to, to give guys that are maybe carrying a little knock or a bit of fatigue just to give them a night off, and we've got other healthy bodies to come in. 
Yeah, well, I think John had a bit of a knock on Saturday, um, or sorry, on Sunday. You know, I'm, I'm pretty sure he still wanted to play because that's the type of guy that he is. But um, you know, he was technically a healthy scratch. Um, you know, I know that Chris Trills, you know, he was planning to play on Saturday night against Milton Keynes. Um, and I know that, as I say, he was bringing Ashley Tate in. He was, Adam was going to run four lines on that Saturday night along with Stephen Eccles and Adam Robinson. And he'd already spoke to the boys about that. So, you know, he, he had planned to, to give recognition to the guys, um, that, that because they put all the hard work in throughout the season. So, it's um I do expect that as I say, Davey, I think you're right. You know, the, the one the big games against conference uh rivals, you know, he'll be putting this um probably the ten forwards out there and uh um playing the he likes playing the sixty and obviously we're missing Jimbo and and uh Jimbo's Jimbo's looking good like, you know, he, he's definitely getting a lot of movement back in um in the lower body injury and and um and obviously, I say you know, I know Mark Garside's definitely feeling a lot better. Stephen Murphy's been on the ice the last couple of weeks, you know. So, are we going to have a full lineup to pick from come playoff time? I don't think so. I think there's still going to be one guy in that group who's not going to be able to make it. But I think everybody else is going to be ready to go and, and challenge for a spot. So, um, we'll wait and see how it pans out. Uh, any other business? I'm going to start by bringing it back to Sunday. And you mentioned his name there, says I just want to ask you, Chris Trill skilled the plexi. Oh man, it was the funniest thing. Um, let's just say that he was thirsty, and he knew where he could get a pint. <laughs> so he, uh, he 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 run across the. Everybody sort of I mean where it was himself and Taff, um, Neil Whiteside, uh, Laura was there. Um, there was a couple of other people there as well. Johnny Burnside from Jan's TV as well, and he just took off, run across the ice. Where was he going? Open the plexi, open the penalty box door, scaled the, the plexi, and it's. Pretty high in, in Cardiff, jumped up on the plexiglass, jumped over the other side of it, run up a step, started high five and everybody, made his way past them into the, the hospitality box that was set aside for the Giants, got himself a couple of times a strong bow, came back down again. But if they looked 20 feet days left, the bloody gate was open. <laughs> the Zamboni gate was open. But he decided to make a, a bit more, um, uh, you know, entertainment for the fans, and they were all laughing their legs off like he just. Stri- and you want to see them scale on the fence? We all know he's got a background of of the military in, in North America, and it definitely showed. But um, and, and he was he was great cracking Sunday night, like absolutely brilliant cracking. Brilliant. Any other business from you, gents? The only thing I'll say, I'll, I'll say on a more somber note then before says goes, just to pass on our condolences nice. to, uh, to Robert on, on the sad pathing of, of Tony Payne. And look, our thoughts are with you, big man. I know you'll Absolutely. probably be listening in tomorrow. And uh, it's a hard time, but, you know, as I say, our thoughts are with you. 100%. Yep. Well said, David. Um, I have a couple uh, guys. The, uh, Neil, uh, Neil Whiteside's asked me to... to send out a message to all the, the uh, Giants fans if they have any coverage from the weekend, uh, if they can basically contact Belfast Giants TV because he wants to make a, a compilation video of, of everything that happened the weekend. Obviously, he's got the two cameras over um, that they had with him and, and they've managed to get a number of, of uh, videos sent in already, you know, for on the, or I think we actually tweeted, didn't we? Mm-hmm. AVFTB so there's still a lot of, of stuff there that he wants to get in so if anybody's got any video especially from the airport on the way in uh, when the guys arrive back if you have any video then send it to AVFTB on Twitter or uh, get in contact with Belfast Giants TV and they'll give you an email address that you can send it on to there um, the second one 
is our third uh, fan appreciation night of the year um, for the official supporters club. This week, it's Taff Ellery. Uh, we had him on the podcast a few weeks ago, and, and he was brilliant crack. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's you know it's phenomenal the the amount of time that he spent in Belfast now. Um, starting starting to pick up a a number of phrases and, and you can definitely hear his Belfast accent coming through. Um, and uh, we're going to recognise him on Sunday. We've got a few special guests coming down. One was announced today, and Graham Walton. There's a number of other ex-players coming down with him. His dad's going to be there, which is great. Um, and uh, we just, you know, as a group, we just want to show our appreciation that you know we we we're the hardest working man in Belfast is just unbelievable work that he goes through. And uh, we've got a couple of special special messages for him as well from from ex-players that uh, that he looked up to and, and really liked having in the room as well. No more of a man deserves it. I think that's going to be an absolutely fabulous night for him, and uh, I hope he enjoys it. Um, one more thing before, and it's another question to you. He says, when can um now that the Challenge Cup's done and now we're Challenge Cup champions? When can I get my uh, sorry? When can I get my daughter's Kevin Rain shirt? You can get that uh, from Saturday. Can I? Happy days. I mean, I mean, I'm sure she'll be delighted. I'm sure she will, mate. Uh, we will get that available. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to have those shirts on Saturday for collection um, from the OSC table. We'll post that out later in the week. Um, I'm, as, I'm pretty sure that that'll be the case, and and uh, we'll we'll get those available, and I'll make sure yours is posted over to you, mate. Fantastic, mate. Well, listen, it's been a, it's been a while since we've been able to chat about any sort of trophy. It's been quite a few years since we've been able to chat about a trophy being lifted by the Belfast Giants, and it it feels good to go through a podcast where we're able to do that. If, unless you've lads have anything else to add? Not for me, mate. I've got a, a really, as I say, the last couple of days has been very eventful. I'm absolutely knackered. I'm going to go to a bed early tonight. So, well. <laughs> When I say it's five past eleven. It is. I'm going to spend the next hour just finalising the stats from the weekend, get them sent over to Kiefer before the morning. <laughs> well, on that note, we did put it on Twitter uh, earlier today, asking some people to send in some audio clips as to what they thought of the weekend, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll play out with a few of those. And thanks to Sis and to Davy for your time. Thanks, oh, guys. And thanks to uh, Adam Keith, to Matt Toe. To, uh, to John Tripp as well. Also thanks to the guys from Ice Time TV for allowing us to use some of their audio earlier on. The two games this weekend versus Brayhead Clan Saturday at 7pm and the Nottingham Panthers Sunday at 4pm. And of course you can get the fantastic coverage. If you can't make it to the game, the fantastic coverage at Belfast Giants TV. And wherever you are this weekend, we hope you enjoy your hockey and we catch you here next time on a view from the bridge. Absolutely phenomenal. Well worth the travel. At one point, the entire back row in our section was crying. We can change it for the world. What a win. What a hangover. What a mega. What a clue. On the playoff. Good night. Who slays giants? Who slays giants? Who slays giants? Not Cardiff! Sports Social Podcast Network.